Welcome, friends, to the Someone Gets Me podcast. I am your host, Diane Allen, and I am so delighted that you're here. This podcast was created because I believe there is a visionary leader inside each one of us who is waiting to be seen. In each episode of Someone Gets Me, you will hear useful tips from successful visionaries who will share their stories about how being seen has allowed them to take their vision out into the world with action. Daughters Raised by Narcissistic Fathers. Hi, friends. This episode has a lot of emotion in it and a lot of it reality, might we say, in it. So just be aware as you listen to this that maybe the tone might be different than other Someone Gets Me podcasts. Narcissism and how it shows up in fathers affects their daughters so greatly that it's amazing. I was raised by a father who's a narcissist and lots of other things. And I was reflecting the other day about my journey to get where I am today, about the severe depression that I had, about not even being, being able to utter my name in high school because of having to close in to deal with the mixed messages, the unrelenting trauma emotionally, and all of the things that happened. And I don't usually talk about that piece of it a lot. I like to talk about the solution. I like to talk about where we're going from here. I like to be the optimistic person. But the truth is, the damage that happens to girls that turn into women when they're raised by men who are narcissistic and angry and have mixed messages, that trauma and those wounds are deep all the way to the DNA. It affects us in ways that many people want to pretend that's not as real as it really is. I have lots of memories of sitting across a table from my dad and him being happy and talking about whatever and then just like that this venom attack and it was all about how wrong I was how bad I was what and it, and it went on and on and on so it's no wonder that by the time I even got to junior high school I was totally shut down I was even stabbed in junior high school and I didn't tell anyone about it a witness had to go to the principal and then I got called in thinking I was in trouble that's how, how bad it affects girls. So the coping skills that, that the daughter, that's supposed to be daddy's little girl, that relationship that's supposed to be sacred and safe and trusting is totally disrupted because it's not safe and it's not trusted and you never really quite know what's happening next. And it affects your life all for the rest of it. You can do all the healing you want to in the world, and God knows I've counted. I've done 50-something different kinds of modality, and it's probably higher than that now, in effort to clear the energy, the feeling, the trauma, the depression, and bigger than that, the belief that there's something inherently wrong with me. Now being gifted and having overexcitabilities adds to the issue here because my emotional sensitivity and my intuition and that part of me that's really deeply connected was thwarted and um, cracked open when I was very young. So my journey has been bringing it all back around and creating a whole life, whole as in to be whole life, right? And it's, it's been an interesting ride.
So if you've been raised by a narcissistic father and you're a girl and you're worrying about um, how you're going to be accepted or what to talk about or how it even affects you, I'm here to tell you it affects every part of your being. It affects how you relate to men. It affects how you relate to other women or girls, depending. It, it affects every relationship. And it's a big deal. And it's rampant in this culture. And people talk about, oh, empaths get attracted to narcissism. And they talk about it like it's a picnic in a park, which I'm in a park, but I'm not having a picnic. I'm actually chose to do this video outside with one of my trusted friends and my trusted dog because of the depth of emotion it brings up in me. Now, I'm somebody who's been on an active healing journey for over four decades. <laughs> Longer than probably some of y'all been alive. <laughs> um, and still, there are moments where with all my skills, all my coping mechanisms, all the work I've done, that some days can get really tricky. Because receiving a mixed message from the person who was supposed to be your protector and your provider and the safe one growing up when you're little, when that gets damaged or even neglected or even worse, abused, then it creates a lot of self-doubt, a lot of what's going on, a lot of identity issues, right? Like, am I really as smart as they say I am? When I was called Dr. Allen when I was still in high school, you know, like, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to do this, you're going to do that in public. But in private, I was the worst daughter ever. Those kinds of messages, that flip-flop creates all kinds of damage. So this episode is about what do you do? If you're a woman listening to this and you know you were raised by um, a narcissistic father or maybe not even narcissistic by diagnosis, but that same kind of self-centered, angry, rage, take it out on, unsafe home environment, what do you do, right? And if you're a man listening to this, then realize that if you have daughters, that relationship is sacred. It's different than your son's relationship with you. And it's different than your relationship, like with your own dad or mom. The father-daughter relationship is a bond that is special. So what do you do? Well, the first thing you do is you tell the truth, right? You tell the truth about what's really going on for you. Because some people might say, well, you know, your dad wasn't like that or this or that or the other thing. Well, the truth is that was not my experience. So we have to validate our own experience and our own emotions, even and especially if they're not other people's story, because not everybody experiences everything the same way. And there are some people who are really good narcissists who can be one way with one group of people and totally different with you. So that's where the self-doubt comes in and that's where the questioning comes in. Like, how come they're nice to everybody else and mean to me? How come that person is friendly and gregarious over here and very generous, but then really mean to me or abusive or dismissive maybe, right? How come? Well, that's the game those people play in order to control and manipulate and basically take their victim emotional hostage. So there's so many women that um, I work with and so many women in the world who are still in an emotional prison that was built around them and created within them by the narcissism and dysfunction of the adults raising them. So first thing we have to do is tell ourselves the truth and be really honest. And then it's time to speak to safe people who get it. 
so that we can feel heard. Because there's two big human needs. One is to be loved, like authentically loved as in a cared about way, and to be heard. And so if it's a trigger for you that nobody hears you, or I need to be heard, or what do I do if I'm not heard, that's a sign that there was somebody who had that narcissism selfishness influencing you when you were younger, period, whether we want to believe it or not. Now, people who are narcissists are not bad or evil. And when I tell somebody, well, that happened, they're like, well, that you're trying to tell me my dad was wrong or my dad was bad and we want to protect our dads. So that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying attack your father or attack the person. I'm saying just get honest about the fact that there is a collateral damage to some of the behaviors that happened. Because we are not our behaviors. We're not even our emotions. We're much bigger than both of them. But that doesn't mean that the emotion and the behavior and the actions don't impact us. So people try to run to the rescue. In fact, I have a question to ask everybody. If you had both of your parents in front of you right now and they were both there, and you could only save one, which one would you pick? Who would you save? Well, whoever you just thought of, that person has caused the most trauma and issue in your life. Because there's a trauma bond and we protect the person who's damaged us the most because it's called a trauma bond. So we all have work to do. Every single human being sucking air, we all have work to do. We all live in a culture right now that's full of fear and greed and avarice and self-centeredness and narcissism is rampant. People use that word like it's candy, it's not. And it's time that we wake up and we really begin to work on ourselves, which means doing non-verbal healing work and verbal healing work. If you're working on healing these things, understand that 80% of your healing is non-verbal. Only 20% is talking, talk therapy and talking, talking, talking. The other 80% is nonverbal, is energy, is that kind of thing. So what are you doing? Yeah, that's how it works. Yes, I'm a little distracted from the party going on up the hill. Anyway, it matters that we do this, that we as the daughters of narcissistic dads that have been wounded very deeply, that we realize that maybe that beginning childhood essence and innocence has been tainted. But when we heal with our tears and our work and our, our um, willingness to evolve through it like a phoenix rising out of the fire, we won't be that same innocent, pure white that we were that was damaged, but we come out golden and beautiful and radiant and amazing. So we can make the conscious choice to take what was meant for harm knowingly or unknowingly, we're not talking about motive here. We can take that and up-level it just like an alchemist into something beautiful and something amazing. But we have to be willing to do the work. Nobody else can do it for us, we have to do our own work. So for the last 40 something years, I've dedicated myself to freeing myself from the trance and that bondage of that ignorance that came from all the narcissism I was raised in that ended up turning into alcoholism, and that's another whole story. And I sit here kind of very humble because people, a lot of people say, oh my God, you got there and you're so spiritually evolved and you're wise and you're that. Well, the truth is, yes, I am spiritually evolved. I'm, not, I'm still evolving, nobody's done. And there's a lot of work ahead of me, but I've also done decades of work to get here. So the road can be tricky. The road can be exciting and thrilling, 
but I wouldn't change the road for anything because it really adds richness and value and depth. And if you want to choose to stay in that victim spot, like, oh my God, my dad was a narcissist or a sociopath or that person abused me and I want to be a survivor, in quotes, that's keeping you stuck. Survivor means I'm a victim and I choose something that's a higher understanding that just maybe all of these things that have happened that weren't so hot and were really painful and caused great loss in my life, just maybe there's a benefit that can come out of it if I'm open to see it. But staying stuck in the survivor mode is not it. That's not it at all. It's still focusing on victimhood. So I invite you to get honest with yourself choose a path of higher understanding and know that being raised by a narcissist dad if you're a woman who's really been wounded is not the end of the world nor is it a badge you can wear on your chest as um, a badge of honor it's not your identity don't claim it as that because otherwise you get yourself stuck we don't want to be stuck i'm not going to be stuck i'll put it that way whatever you choose is totally cool so Know that I'm with you. My belief about you is that you're beautiful and you're lovable and you're capable. And from this moment forward, I invite you to go within and be real and honest with yourself and choose a path of greatness and alignment and beauty. You don't have to stay stuck in the pain any longer. Until the next episode of Someone Gets Me. Thank you for listening. I trust you gained some valuable inspiration and information. Please join me and other visionaries in the Someone Gets Me Facebook group. Or for more information on my services and additional episodes, visit someonegetsme.com. Again, thanks for listening.